welcome to Resilience in Life and Leadership with your host, Stephanie Olson, speaker, author, and resiliency, addiction, and sexual violence expert. Hello, 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 and welcome to Resilience in Life and Leadership. I am Stephanie Olson, and I am back. I am sorry I've been gone for so long, and I just want to share a few updates with you and kind of what we're doing. And then I want to hear from you on what you want to hear from. So where have I been? Well, let me just tell you, I have not been napping. It has been a very busy time in the life uh, of Stephanie Olson. And a lot of great things are happening. And I'll just share a few of those things with you. And then who I've been partnering with and what that's going to look like going forward. So I have really been missing um, doing these podcasts and spending time with you and and having conversations, but I want to make sure that resilience in life and leadership is what you want to talk about. I want to make sure that we're talking about the things that really connect with you, that really help you. And so I want to make sure that the interviews that we have are pertinent to what you want to hear, or that if you just want to hear me rant, which you know I love to do, is pertinent to you. And so really want to get on track with what it is that you want to hear. Now, I will tell you a little bit about the Set Me Free Project and what's going on there. It's been an extremely exciting time with the Set Me Free Project, and a lot of exciting things are happening. And so when we are doing work with the Set Me Free Project, um, that didn't really make sense. We're always doing work with the Set Me Free Project. But the Set Me Free Project has really done a pretty strong pivot as of late. And so instead of us going into the schools like we had been, we noticed that there were a lot of changes with what was happening with teachers and students. And that is something we can absolutely talk about at any time. But what we saw was with this mass, well, COVID, first of all, and after COVID, because COVID really affected all of us in different ways. One of the ways that it affected the schools was that there was a mass exodus of teachers leaving the schools. And I got to tell you, I get it, rightly so, because teachers were overworked. Um, there wasn't a lot of support. Now, not necessarily because administration wasn't doing their job. Administration was doing absolutely their best in most cases to make sure that teachers were being supported, to make sure that teachers were trying to get the help they needed. But the mass exodus affected administration too. And so people were leaving in administration, people were leaving the teacher world, um, paras were leaving. It was just a really difficult time when we saw what COVID did. Now, here was the other catch. Kiddos were coming back and they were coming back a little bit differently. And so we would see the developmental age of kids lower 
than when they were first uh, going to school. Uh, we saw that there was a difference in their behavior. And so I do find that interesting. We really talk about schools and how schools aren't necessarily doing their jobs, maybe. And yet it was when the kids were at home that their behavioral problems increased. And it was when the kids were at home that uh, the developmental age went down. So just something to think about it. I am pro-homeschooling for those that um, can and want to. But uh, I do think we need to remember that our teachers are incredible at what they do, and they do an incredible job. And I don't think they get quite the credit that they need to. So, So we saw that shift with the Set Me Free project, and we thought, okay, we need to do something different too. I'm going to bring that back to that resilience piece because that's what it is all about. But we needed to pivot because us going into the schools wasn't as effective as it had been previously. Uh, we actually, there was a class, um, unnamed school, unnamed state, uh, but there was a classroom where one of our educators, who was actually uh, an incredibly good educator who did a good job at uh, the work that they did and was engaging. But there were seventh grade students standing on the desk shouting, you're boring. I don't want to listen to you. And the teacher who had been an award-winning teacher in her day, and that was recent, so it's not like 30 years later, but an award-winning teacher she was sitting at the desk just overwhelmed and distraught and at one point said to um, our educator, this is why I am leaving the schools. I can't do this anymore. Now, I, I think it's important that we make this clear that it's not a youth problem. This is a whole community-wide problem, and we need to make some major changes to the school systems. We need to figure out what's going on. I don't have the answers there, but here's what I did know. We needed to get the curriculum of the Set Me Free Project, and I'm just going to give you a brief reminder of who the Set Me Free Project is. We needed to get that curriculum in the hands of social workers and counselors. So the Set Me Free Project is the nonprofit that I run um, that does prevention, education. Actually, I'm just going to give you our mission so you can hear our mission. But our mission is to stop human trafficking before it starts by providing prevention education to all ages. And we want to make sure that curriculum, which we have for youth from kindergarten through 12th grade on human trafficking, sex and labor trafficking, on social media safety and healthy relationships actually gets in the hands of social workers and counselors so that they can have that at all times throughout the year and be able to educate youth at their own pace and in their own classroom. So that's that's really what we have been doing with the Set Me Free Project. So it's a huge pivot. It's a huge shift for us. Um, we've been working on some amazing grants and just having the opportunity to recognize the direction that our growth 
goes. So yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of big changes. I'm actually headed to Washington DC to talk to some of the powers that be on prevention and human trafficking and what that looks like. So keep, um, keep an eye out for that one. So the Set Me Free Project has done a ton of changing, but so has uh, Stephanie Olson speaking. And um, so just so you know, uh, lots of great stuff going on there um, and speaking opportunities and nonprofit consulting. So there have just been a lot of things happening that have really monopolized my time. And one of the exciting things that has happened is I have connected with Outlaw Streamers, and they are going to be working with us to get us on their channels, help us promote. Um, and by us, I kind of mean me because uh, Resilience in Life and Leadership is a one-woman show. But now I'm bringing in some amazing producers and amazing people to do the work. Say hi to Tim. Say hi to Chris. And they are going to be helping. And so I'm really excited to relaunch Resilience in Life and Leadership and to bring conversations about resilience, about leadership, about life in general, and how we can overcome some of those difficult times. I do have some interviews that I had done previously that did not make it to air. And so you will be seeing those at uh, some, some time as well. So I'm really excited to see what this can look like, what, what we're going to do. And I really want your feedback. Be nice because I do have feelings. But I really do want your feedback and I want to hear what you want to talk about. I want to hear some of those things. So so let's kind of dig in a little bit to the whole pivot piece. I, I talked about the fact that we need to really be mindful of when we need to make a change. That's really important. And I think that's really hard for some people to do. Let's face it, change can be difficult. But when we're talking about things in our lives that we're looking at, and maybe we've got the status quo going and it feels really comfortable, it feels really good because this is what we know. It is hard to make that change. Now, that comfort level can be even things that are not necessarily healthy, for us. So if, if we're in a relationship that is not serving us, if we're in a relationship that is not just not serving us, but maybe hurting us, even though we might look at that and say, yeah, it's not good for me. Yeah. It's not serving me or even worse. Yeah. There is abuse in that relationship. Change is hard. It is really hard. So we know that when we want to make a change, that we're walking into the unknown, right? We're walking into an area that we might not be all that comfortable with because we don't know what's next. That is the way it is with business. 
that is the way it is with life, that when we recognize that things are kind of stale or at a, um, is it called a stalemate? I don't know when things are like this, you're not moving forward. You're not even moving back. You're just here. That's when we need to make changes. And, and that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. Just doesn't always feel good. So with the Set Me Free project, um, just for an example, when we recognized that we really did need to make a pivot, we needed to make a change because things were not going well. We were actually bleeding money at that time because we were going into all these schools and um, schools were struggling. And so they couldn't um, provide funding for us and all of this stuff. And there were some people on our team that did not want to make that change. And I knew it was something that we needed to do. I had support from our board. I had support from most of the staff. I had support from a lot of our donors, but we had people who did not want to make that change. And so it was a very difficult thing. And I had to make the decision, do I listen to that person who does not want to make the change or do I go in the direction that I know I need to go? And that is not always easy. When you step out and you make a decision that you know is right, but that not everybody agrees with. And so that is what resilience is all about. I always say resilience is about stepping two steps back, three steps forward, five steps back, three steps forward. It's about getting up after you've been knocked down. And sometimes that's what change feels like. It can really feel very uncomfortable because we don't always know what is next. And so those are some of the things I want to talk about. I don't want to spend a ton of time today on me. I want to hear about you. I want to hear about what you want to talk about. I want to hear about um, the the changes in your life that you're experiencing. So please write in and um, we'll give you that opportunity to do that. But let me know. You can reach me at Stephanie at StephanieOlson.com, but let me know what you want to hear about. Resilience in life and leadership can be about so many different things. It can be about getting up when you've been knocked down. You know, um, many of you, that I personally am a survivor of many things. I'm a survivor of sexual and domestic violence. I am a recovering alcoholic and addict. And, um, and so there are so many things that I have had to start over or start fresh. And uh, you are not alone in that, believe me. I have been there right there with you. So that's what it could be about. Could be about business. What's going on in your business world? And have you been knocked down? I'll tell you, we were talking about COVID. COVID affected so many businesses in such a negative way. I personally am in the nonprofit industry, and I know that funding was extremely affected for nonprofits and donors because they were affected. But when we look around at some of the mom and pop 
businesses, some of the local businesses that we see, how many have we seen shut down because of COVID or because of the lack of great staff that we could bring on. And so there were a lot of things that were happening that we really had to create a new normal. And that's what resilience is all about. That change, that creating a new normal, not easy to do. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And I cannot wait to have those conversations with you. I don't want it to be me just talking at you, but let's have a conversation let's talk. Let's find out what we want to talk about. And I will do some of these shows live so we can get maybe Tim and Chris involved. I will do some of these shows recorded possibly, but regardless, I want this to be about you and not me. I do want to tell you though, those of you who are seeing this in real time, um, we are having the Set Me Free project we talked about that does prevention um, education on human trafficking. We are having a fundraiser because that's what makes nonprofits go around is that money thing. That's really important. Volunteers, money, help, all of those things. But we are having a great fundraiser. It's called Comedy for Change. Laugh your cash off. I know. It's hilarious, isn't it? We want you to laugh your cash off. Put it right in our pockets. No, I'm kidding. It goes right to programming. But if you go to set me free project backslash comedy, here's the thing. I've always been confused about the slash backslash thing. So whatever the normal backslash thing slash. So set me free project, some sort of slash comedy, go to that and um, you will find out all of the information you need to be a part of this great organization. Hey, we want to help youth. We want to help families. We want to help adults. Prevention has to be community-wide. And and we're going to probably have some conversations about prevention as a whole because, wow, people don't like to talk about prevention because we think we're spending all this money or doing this thing for something that may not happen. But prevention is so critical. And when we're talking about something like human trafficking, which we can also talk about, and what we see in our communities, we need to work together to prevent it. So we would love for you to come out to Comedy for Change. If you are in the Omaha, Nebraska area, we would love for you to come out. If you are not in the Omaha, Nebraska area, that is okay. We still want to have informative conversations with you. So let us know what you need. So I think that is everything that I want to share with you, but I am really glad to be back. I'm really glad to be doing this podcast again. I really missed it. This is like therapy for me. So it is really great to be able to have a conversation with you and talk to you. And soon we will be live and you'll be able to comment. uh, And I don't know, I asked Tim and Chris, I eventually want to call and show, would that not be awesome to be able to do that? I know that takes time to work out the details, but those are some of the things I would like to see out of resilience in life and leadership. And I want you to be a part of it. So 
Thank you so much for listening to my babbling and uh, let me know what you want to see. We will see you next time at Resilience in Life and Leadership with Stephanie Olson. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please share with anyone you think will benefit from this podcast.